they often have a suite of sounds. Now you still have to follow all regulations that have to do with safety and that kind of thing. But now the sound inside the car can be reflected in the marketing communications around it. So that's a very big use of sound. Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. Sound plays a more important role in human behavior and our decision-making than you may realize. In this podcast, I'll help you understand the art and science of sound so you can better influence others in business and your life. I'm your host, Jody Krangle. Let's delve a little deeper. This is part two of my interview with Colleen Fahey. I was going to ask you... Um, you know, which uh, examples of um, the most innovative use of sound were maybe that your company has done? We have done sounds to communicate innovation, but our goal is not to be innovative in our use of sound. Our goal is to be, um, to help people tell their story by using sound. So, but there's, for instance, for Huggies, the idea was that it was, the bond between mother and child. But you know, children at one point are very young, little, little like creatures, and then they become these rollicking toddlers. So for the sonic DNA within the music, we had interactions between mother and children, like, ah, ah, like going up to that, 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 where you can actually, child can actually make consonants, which is a hard thing to learn. And so the child's voice changed and matured throughout the, um, the journey of the audio DNA. And the child grew up and the music got more active and it ends with the mother and child back and forth to the, each other. It's a very heartwarming piece of music. I don't know mm -hmm. if you'd call it innovative, but oh, sure. boy. I would definitely call that innovative. Yeah. I mean, evoking that emotion with sound right. is, is definitely innovative. Right. Um, and, and showing the progression of where that product will be used is also innovative. So. And then for, for USAA, one of the things that we discovered in the meeting, especially in the mood board session, was people have good feelings about the military service, but not all good. But when we played sounds that sounded like da 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 you know, those uh, call and response stuff. sounds, yeah, yeah. the room just brightened. It was just exploded with all kinds of happy memories that people had. They, um, they remembered cleaning the barracks, but one would start with a phrase and then everybody would answer and then different people would start doing phrases and it felt so together and um, and that really influenced us in coming up with the sonic logo for USAA and you'll hear that US and then AA comes from a group USAA. the USA okay. is one so and, it's the uh, call and the callback yeah okay. right yeah and those it. are not professional singers those are just people mm -hmm. you know because one of the one of the instructions that we got from the creative director was get more mud on those uniforms <laughs> that's a nice way to put it yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love it okay so more real and less polished right 
Okay. Exactly. I love it. That's so fantastic. <laughs> there are so many considerations that go into this. It's really a fascinating process. It is. It is. Uh, sometimes you hear about people making Sonic logos by snapping a chip or opening uh -huh. a bottle. And that can be part of the Sonic universe, like Coca-Cola does so well. They have a particular sound of opening the cap, but that's not their Sonic logo. Their Sonic logo is actually a melodic piece mm -hmm. because they really want people to be able to actually sing it. So, uh, yeah, sometimes that's not what we're about anyway. That That's <laughs> clever and fun yeah. and great to do a speech about, uh, but we're really thinking about the brand, the brand, how can we build that brand? How can we make it more competitive? Yeah. And uh, how can we make something that's really going to last? That's the point, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Have, making it last or at least making it um, stand out, up, updatable, mm -hmm. you know, you know, because these things, they aren't static, really. You know, they should be dynamic. They should be changing as the company changes, as time changes, as people change. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I mean, one of the ones that we were very proud to have worked on was State Farm, where we helped them change their sound to this fresh, bright, um, and also kind of break breakthrough sound, um, where it starts with like a not not the music, not the words, but mm -hmm. do 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 do, because we figured, and yeah, it's true that people would be able to fill in the rest in their own minds. So, and also that's the most emotional part of the brand, the neighbor part. I'm curious why you think a uh, sound for a brand is an important thing to have. Um, because I know that not every company out there has a sound brand and they don't, I think a lot of them don't realize how impactful it could be, but where is that impact coming from? It, it, like it's a combo of a bunch of different things, right? Yes, there's many things that it can do. I mean, having a sonic brand, of course, people have pretty much accepted that multi-sensory marketing is important. Mm -hmm. Also, people know that brand consistency creates trust. So having a cohesion in your sound idea, like you do in your colors, your typeface, your logo, sure. your package shapes, having a sound component to that will help create trust but there's so much more it's you can use sound to draw attention you can measure what people take from the logo when they play it silently and they play it with your sound suddenly has it added different dimensions to the logo to have a sonic logo with it um, there's recognition awareness all the basic um, category recognition that kind of thing all the basic brand measures are it's very easy to uh, track those and then you can also measure how does it help you stand out does it make you more distinctive do people feel that this fits the kind of brand you are and distinguishes you from other brands that's a really good point yeah I, I think partially a lot of people will attribute you standing out not to having the audio brand, but just to being a better brand. And they won't realize how much of an influence the audio brand was on it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure that's true. I'm sure that's true. But, 
you know, it really can help you segment the market. If say you have a competitor who's really in that, let's say they're a soft drink or something. One of them is trying to say it gives you energy, it gives you strength, but the other is trying to say, it'll make you feel like partying. You know, that's gonna be two different pieces of music. Yeah. And so if you're the one that really feels like partying, you know exactly where to go and it'll make you clearer as a brand in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Because it goes with your, if your visual yeah. branding. Yeah. Or if you want, you're saying, no, we're pure. We don't have any additives. We're really the most quenching and refreshing. Then you'll probably have some music that's simple, doesn't have a lot of um, builds and layers and that kind of thing. So it really helps your brand tell the world who it is again not mm -hmm. in a big braggy loud way yeah it's just sort of seeps in mm -hmm. very subtle yeah. yeah i really admire uh all of the people that work in this area because it's it's so nuanced which i i really i love that and we are nuanced human beings so you know being reached to through branding that doesn't treat us like we're stupid <laughs> yeah. is really nice <laughs> yeah. um, and i wanted to along those lines sort of ask you what brand what audio brand sonic brand that you've worked on have you really enjoyed what would do you do you have like a favorite or is that like choosing your favorite child <laughs> I, I really honestly do not have a favorite i prefer brands that the clients are intentional about supporting. Mm -hmm. And we've just found out that one of our pharma brands is the top brand, Sonic Logos, is the top brand in healthcare and pharma, 100%. Wow. And I can't say its name because of the contract we're under. Um, okay. But that is a very well-managed Sonic brand, as well as being a good Sonic brand that conveys this feeling of liberation <laughs> so that's one that i'm very happy with and can't say the and name can't of. talk about yeah <laughs> i'm yeah. a hard person to interview aren't I? that's okay <laughs> we'll we'll get somewhere yeah <laughs> uh but speaking of that then because you mentioned something when you answered that what do you consider a well-managed brand a well-managed sonic brand it has to be understood very well within the company Mm -hmm. The people who are in digital marketing and social media have to understand it as well as the people who are in advertising. And then that that they shouldn't be picking out random pieces of stock music to put on that TikTok video or whatever. Really, they should be going into a fund and each time they use something or make something, adding to the fund of music that is the brand's music, because that will help the brand overall. Mm, and definitely. So one of the things is making sure your whole company understands what's going on and why. Um, and then you have to keep infusing sort of their attachment to it by telling them this is working, this is getting higher responses, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you have to be consistent in your use of it in the external world too. Sure. So but it doesn't always have to be big, fat advertising budgets. It can be in your app, it can be in your hold music, it can be in your TikTok videos, your Instagram posts, your video, your, your brand video on your website. 
This isn't just for big fancy brands with lots of advertising money. I know that we're all dealing with a lot of stuff these days, so I particularly wanted to acknowledge those that have taken the time to leave honest reviews of this podcast. Thrive After 55 writes, This is a gem of a podcast. Jody is not only an accomplished talent in voiceover and singing, but can now add gracious and welcoming podcast host. Her style of interviewing truly allows room for her guests to shine with interesting and intriguing information. This is a great add to your podcast listening. Thank you, Thrive, for your very kind review. And now back to the show. What do people with smaller budgets and smaller companies do with this kind of thing? I think it's still useful for them, but oh, yeah. how can they do it without the huge budgets that, you know, say well, we work a for train a station very... has? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we work for a very um, B2B industrial company, for instance. They were going through a period where they were merging with some other companies and they felt that they needed to get their videos, all of which were different. At least they have some consistency. So we created a brand for them and a library of certain music. This one's a little more technical. This one's a little bit more teamworky, uh, all based on the same DNA as always. Um, and they use it for teaching how to clean this machine, how to assemble these parts. We have a new announcement to make. They, they do a lot of video for teaching, training, integrating new products that they're, from other people they're buying. And they use it very well, very professionally. And, and it's called Cadent, by the way, which is not gonna be a household word. Um, but they, they're extremely disciplined about using their audio brand. And it's a beautiful one. That's great, yeah. I love that anyone can use one. Yeah. It just depends on where you put it. <laughs> yeah. You could even make a case that B2B might need it more than B2C mm. because they have very little money. So why not make your money work well together? Make as many impressions as you can. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're licensing a piece of uh, like license-free music from a directory, you're paying that every time you license something, right? right. So why not just pay out something to make a piece of music that's yours yeah. and that your competitor can't use. Right. You own <laughs> it. Because they could Are if you... it's in the license-free music directory. <laughs> right. Oh, definitely. We hear competitors using the same track all the time. Mm -hmm. But you bring up a very good point. One of the things that if you have your own Sonic brand made, at least by CCM Song, you have the rights, this is how we do it, the rights to every touch point. So whether it's for a robot that you're designing the sound for, or a, um, oh, we have a mobile robotic trash can. <laughs> How cool is that? Talking or, about an appliance. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, that is an appliance. That's an appliance. <laughs> it's for the train stations, but it uses, the, oh, okay. it uses the sounds that come from the audio DNA. Very interesting, yeah. So for, every kind of touch point that might you might need it for you have the rights to and you have rights to things that haven't been invented yet so you just pay a yearly licensing fee or you just pay it all in one chunk and and then it's yours nobody has to pay. if they use it a lot you still pay the same amount as if they use it twice i'd rather they use it a lot myself <laughs> 
I think that probably makes better use of it. Yes. <laughs> I don't I don't know why you'd get something like this done and not use it. <laughs> uh, well, people change in companies. Sometimes they think that the last person's ideas were not maybe terrific. <laughs> yeah, that does happen. In, in that case, though, I would I would hope that someone takes what they may not like about the previous Sonic brand and updates it. Yeah, as opposed that's to a very just good way trashing to it. it. That's a very good way to do it. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to use every element, right. but if you just have similar elements and then update it in the way that yeah. you feel better represents the company, then sure. I would say that's a best practice, Judy. Yeah. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's it. I much. mean, why yeah. waste all the money that you've spent on this, right? right. I mean, yeah, it's it, and the work, because right. lots of people have worked on it. So, yeah, it just doesn't make sense to just let it die. <laughs> Where do you see this going in the future? Where do you see audio branding showing up? I mean, it, there's all sorts of things that we haven't yet experienced or seen on the market. And I'm sure that there's all sorts of things in the works as to the future well, of audio. Huge is audio branding inside cars. Ah, yes. Okay. There's so much sound design going with the electrification of cars, the fact that they're autonomous, some of them are autonomous. Um, and, and they don't make the same sounds anymore but, either. Yeah, they often have a suite of sounds. Now, you still have to follow all regulations that have to do with safety and that kind of thing. But now the sound inside the car can be reflected in the marketing communications around it. So that's a very big use of sound. Then appliance companies are getting smarter and smarter about their appliance sounds themselves and technology companies about the sounds that their devices make. Telephone was telephone companies or mobile companies were the first to the party because they actually made sound. So yeah, they made yeah. their own sounds like mm -hmm. do 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 <laughs> Yeah, I know that sound. <laughs> yeah, it was an early one. Our founder calls it talkative. It's a uh -huh, talkative yeah. sound. <laughs> so I think you're going to hear more good sound design inside products. Mm -hmm. I've heard of a company that makes air conditioners, speaking of appliances, that they do their segmentation just with trim and sound. So the basic cheapest version of this air conditioner has a snarky, smart ass voice and uh, I don't know, basic trim. Then there's the family version, which is a little more expensive and it's very warm, family friendly. And uh, then at the next level, uh, they have a British accent and that is for <laughs> the premium product. And almost the only thing that distinguishes the products are the voices, which we haven't really talked about, about voice as part of your sound identity, which also yeah. is part of what we do is help companies choose voices that will be authentic to them, that will help them stand out. In Canada, for instance, because that's where you are, you might have noticed that almost every financial institution uses the same male voice, so yep. semi-professional, uh, very authoritative, um, somewhat approachable, and maybe there's an opportunity for people like you to <laughs> penetrate that. I have done some 
a, a bit of work for our RBC for their wealth management, mm -hmm. actually. So that was interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that uh, Bank of Nova Scotia actually has a female voice on it now oh. on all their advertising. Very good. So yeah so they're they're we're getting there okay oh, two two is good <laughs> there, yeah there have been inroads made i don't know that it's like a big thing yet but i think it should be yeah well and i'm not saying it for being even diverse just for being different differentiating yeah standing out as a brand sure you can really stand out with your ears yeah and sound effects are part of that too if you have your and own diverse Pardon? Diverse voices. And diverse you know, voices. Like hearing, Very important. Hearing voices that aren't just white. Exactly. Oh like my gosh, that. yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I know you know about Steve Keller's work. And, yes. And I think he's working with Dr. Charles Spence at the University of Oxford, too. I don't know if it's mm -hmm. on diversity, but yeah, it's looking good for diversity and voices as far as the research goes anyway. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, I I'm raising all boats for sound mm -hmm. um, for partially because I'm a voice actor and because when people use more voices, that's good for me and all of my colleagues. Right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I like to think that voices do make a difference in this branding landscape. They definitely do. Yeah. I'm curious, actually, if there are particular voices that you're liking for brands. Are there brands that when you hear the, the voice that you immediately perk up? It, it might be a bit of a yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> out, of the, out of the box question there, but yeah. <laughs> some, some brands have used voices forever, and those have stuck in my mind. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's the... Tom Baudet for Motel 6. It's just wonderful use of voice. But also the Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs was done mm -hmm. by a very particular voice. And not to mention Tony the Tiger. Yes. So people have been using voices with strong characteristics, uh, but not everybody and not enough. Mm -hmm. Often they just want the voice to sit back instead of having the voice be somebody that you could picture in your mind. Are you looking for ways to improve your company's or podcast's impact? You'd be surprised how powerful the use of an intentional audio branding strategy can be. Want to know more? I have a free downloadable PDF that gives you my five tips for implementing an intentional audio strategy at voiceoversandvocals.com slash audio branding strategy. That location does ask to put you on a mailing list just to send you updates on when the new podcasts come out. But if you really don't want to give your email out, I understand. Just contact me directly. My email is all over my website, and I'll make sure you get that PDF without needing to sign up anywhere. If you do sign up, though, you also get access to a resources section called The Studio, where I have videos, white papers and PDFs, discounts from my guests, and snippets of audio from my guests that no one else gets to hear. So maybe it's worth your while. Totally up to you. And of course, if you're looking for voiceovers, you can get in touch with me about that, too. Now, back to the podcast. I can't even remember where I saw this research, but um, there was a, an article that was published, I believe, last year that mentioned that um, when a company actually says its whole name in its Sonic logo, that it's more memorable. And it would seem to me that if you're using a voice to say that inside your Sonic logo, that that would make it more memorable. <laughs> Say it or sing it, yeah. Mm -hmm. it, you know, some companies don't want to do that. 
they feel it's too intrusive. Oh, okay. They feel that, that they'd rather just see the, t- the tune. And when you hear State Farm, for instance, now it's just the tune and then a spoken voice actually says the tagline. Uh, but it depends on the brand. I don't, I wouldn't say everybody just go out and do that, sing your voice, your name. Sparkling Ice is one of our clients and they definitely needed to sing their name because the way their logo is structured, it says sparkling this big and then it says ice, huge. <laughs> okay. And so the customers were calling it ice. They, they actually thought the name of the product was ice. Ah, and okay. so there we did sing the name. It was sparkling ice. So you almost were on the same note at the ing and the i. So it was completely attached. You couldn't sing them apart um, to help the market understand that the name of the product was sparkling ice and USAA. Of course we used the, the, the name for the call and response. Yes, sure. But many companies would say, mm, that's not me. I'd rather just offer the little tune. People will eventually remember it. Well, that makes sense. You know, I, I'm, I'm not suggesting that it would be for everybody, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's a, it's an interesting aspect of the studies, I guess. That, yeah. that I found fascinating. Like we did a, a logo for Renault, Renault, mm-hmm. Renault. I'm not sure how it's pronounced in <laughs> every country, but everybody was using metallic sounds and sounds of motors and engines and essentially functionally relevant sounds, but not emotionally relevant. Mm-hmm. And the company was trying to capture the idea of a passion for life that the driving experience gave them. And um, we used sort of the sound of a sigh within the logo. And the, the logo took top place for every kind of measure immediately. I love it. In, yeah. in branding in Europe. And that's much more useful as far as the future is concerned, too, because like not all cars are made of the same materials these days now, right? Right. <laughs> so. so that's true. That's true. Yeah. And not every, if you're, if you have an international brand, mm-hmm. let's say you're Baby Bell, you'd be Bobby Bell in one country and Baby Bell in another country. And so do you want, you could say the name and give people options. So you get the right name for their country, or you do something that's fully musical and everybody can use the same. In the case of Baby Bell, we, gave them different ways to sing the name, as well as one that was fully musical. It's a big company and has, they're all over the world. That's really interesting. Even though they call themselves babies. (laughs) (laughs) That's really interesting. Yeah, I guess um, uh, different uses in different countries need different sounds. (laughs) Yeah, but as you can imagine, many global companies opt to have a fully musical sound because music is a universal language. Yes, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so what are you working on right now? <laughs> <laughs> so much stuff. <laughs> wow. Anything you could talk about. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> yeah. Can I talk you can about be very general. Reading? Okay. You don't have to be very specific. <laughs> okay. A lot of financial institutions. Oh okay. my gosh. And financial institutions are already the best category at Sonic Branding. Insurance companies have been doing jingles, but it's turned into good sonic branding, uh, lots of financial services, some pharmaceutical for sure, um, some software, 
Ah, a lot of software going on mm -hmm. right now. And then a sweet and not particularly healthy snack. <laughs> okay. Well, that's okay, too. We all need our treats. <laughs> so you're very busy, in other words. <laughs> no, do not say that. We're always not busy enough <laughs> if you're running a company. <laughs> <laughs> okay, point taken. Yes, you can always do more. Yes. <laughs> but that is good. So uh, let's say um, in demand. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take that. Okay. <laughs> so how can people reach out to you if they want to uh, ask you any questions or reach out to Cesium Uh Well, I would say LinkedIn is always the easiest and best. Um, my name is Colleen Fahey, C-O-L-L-E-E-N, Fahey, F is in France, A-H-E-Y. Uh, there is the Cesium Son site. And it, if you look into the word Cesium Son, you'll see there's, it starts with a six because it really means sixth sound, mm. which is a lovely pun in French because it's also very close to sixth sense. So mm -hmm. altogether, it's a sixth sense about sound. Okay, um, I like that. But if you go to the, if you want to go to the website, you can either find it via my LinkedIn or type mm -hmm. in six sonic branding and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. And we're about to get 12 dings on your, <laughs> on your uh, clock there. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's noon. <laughs> yes. This is a long version of my sonic brand. And that is one thing we do. Sometimes when we do a sonic logo, we do um, a longer version and a very short snippet maybe to start it or to interrupt inside the commercial or something like that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that, like I was saying, that clock sound is definitely a childhood memory for me. My mom had like really interesting clocks all over our house. <laughs> really? More than one? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. She had quite a few actually. Um, and like really like, like mahogany made, like just like really beautiful looking wow. that she bought specifically because <laughs> both actually, because they look really cool, but they sounded really nice too. She was, my mother's a singer, so oh. she was really, yeah. Oh. So she was really musical. My dad plays guitar, so, and piano. So like we're musical family. So your clocks had to be musical that. too. The clocks had to be musical. Yes. <laughs> But nice, nice memories. Yeah. But thank you so much for being here with me today, Colleen. This was fantastic. And I learned a ton. Oh, great. And I am really looking forward to sharing this with, with everyone else. Okay. Well, thank you. And thank you, Humberto. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, why not tell a friend about this podcast? It's available in all the usual locations. Until next time.